Hey. Okay. Hi. Yay. All right. Yay. I'm so ready for this. Are you? I'm very ready. I'm very ready. I was going to ask you if I could record, but you're recording. I'm, I am recording and I will send you the replay. So if okay. you just kind of want to like take in everything and not take notes and then just go through it again, if you want, it's up to you. Okay. And um, I, I guess before we get started, is there something like specific that you just like really got you hung up that maybe alerted you to, to purchase this reading? Um, well, you know, I've been kind of going through it with like, where's my brand heading, my all that stuff. So and should I just totally lean into more spiritual stuff? Or really just blend the spiritual and the business. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's see what we can un uncover with all this mysteries of the astrological birth chart. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Now, do okay. I need to be looking at my birth chart at the same time? You don't have to. I'm, I, just ha I do these readings without video just because I'm going to be looking at it the whole time. Um, if you want it, I can, do you have your chart? I could send it to you, but you don't have to look at it. I'm just going to kind of pick I, Yeah, I, I have a copy, so I will... Okay, cool. Well, and I'll, I'll explain what I'm talking about. Like, we're going to talk about the sun and Leo first. Uh, looks like you have your sun in the 11th house. Uh, so let's start there. So the sun is how you see yourself. I like to think of it as like the present moment. It's your secret sauce. It's not necessarily how other people see you, uh, but it's something that's intrinsically part of who you are. Uh, the rising sign is more about the higher calling. So we'll get to that in a minute. So let's just talk about the sun and Leo. So how you see yourself, you know, vibrant, um, you are, you are the light, you are charismatic, you, uh, you help other people uh, see the light in themselves. So there's this like adoring factor, I feel like is the word, the key word here for Leo. It's like they, they love to adore, but they also love to be adored. Um, and you have it in the 11th house. So the 11th house is about like social communities, uh, uh, humanitarianism. So it's, it's actually a really beautiful placement because the 11th sign is normally ruled by Aquarius. So when you think about the 11th house, uh, you, you think about giving back, you think about coming full circle. So because the 11th house is towards the end of the chart, it's like you're ending a cycle. A lot of people think that you end the cycle when you get to the 12th house, but actually the 12th house is when you kind of percolate all the life lessons. Mm -hmm. um, but the 11th house is the end of the cycle. So whatever you're here to teach and do, it's probably going to be the end of a cycle, um, helping people to explore what that transition next step is, what life lessons did they learn. Um, so that's going to be the sun. That's going to be something that um, is just intrinsically with part of you. Uh, and we'll kind of, it'll come full circle again as we go through the reading, but it's going to be something that you're going to sprinkle everywhere. So just kind of keep like social communities, vibrancy and light is, is those three things we're going to probably sprinkle in to your products and programs, to your marketing, um, to your kismet client, all those things. That makes sense. Okay, good. And then, and it does look like, I mean, just from the chart, I know you're looking at it too. Do you see how you have, you've got a stellium also in the 11th house. You have three planets there. You have your sun, you have Venus, and you have um, uh, Mercury there. So the 11th house is actually an important house to pay attention to, you know, as we go through this, you know, soul's work, soul's calling, because it's going to have a it's going to have a big humanitarian piece of the puzzle or piece of the pie in this case. It's off. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about Venus and Mercury in a minute here. But the 11th house, I would say, if you haven't studied much astrology, learn as much as you can about the 11th house. It's going to tell you a lot about who you are. It's going to tell you a lot about how you communicate and the things that you love, right? That's Venus and Mercury. All right, I do have a question. I'm okay. looking at my chart, and it looks to me, I mean, maybe it's just different charts and how they draw the map. On mine, it looks like the, the, the Venus is the one that looks like it has a little horns on top. No, that's a Mercury. Yeah, Mercury. Okay, it looks like it's in the 12th house rather than the 11th. Like, So it's actually not in the 12th house. It's at okay. the very end of the 11th house. So the I don't know, where did you run your chart? Uh, let me see if I can find the name of this website. Astro Library. Okay, so I know. So some of these um, 
places where we run charts, like I think that they just try to make it easier for the people that are not familiar with astrology. So I use a website called astro.com. And what you'll see in this 11th house is that's at the very end. So you actually, your 11th house has Leo and it has, um, uh, Vir, uh, what is this Virgo? No, this yeah. is, yeah. So your 11th house, I, I wish I could send you um, a screenshot of this. You know, let me, um, I'm going to go ahead and send you what I'm looking at um, through Facebook Messenger. Oh, okay. Okay, just because this is, this is the website that most astrologers use. Um, the other websites, they're, they're not as accurate and they're not as visually um, easy to understand, in my opinion. Okay. Okay, I'm sending it right now. Thank you. Yep. And it'll be helpful to use this one as well because in all of my business astrology classes, which are part of the inner circle, we're always going to be using Astro. So that way you can get really familiar with your chart um, using the same software that we're all using. Okay. Okay, so when you pull that up, you'll see like the numbers of each of the houses and you'll see that Mercury is still in the 11th house. Okay, I'm trying to pull it where I can actually see it. <laughs> keep going, keep going. No problem. Okay. I'll just while you're you're pulling that up, I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna go into the rising sign. Mm -hmm. So your rising sign is in the sign of Libra. It's so interesting. And the last girl I read for, she had a similar combination. So Libra, you know, she's the goddess, you know, we're going to be talking about her on Saturday at the business astrology Roundtable. but you know, she's the peacekeeper. She wants to make sure everything's beautiful. She's one with nature, you know, she's about balance, but she's an air sign. So she's, she gets hung up a lot on the details. And sometimes um, there's a hard um, lesson of execution just because she has so many ideas and she's so creative, but the way that other people see you is Libra. Like you are the, like the goddess, you are the one that beautifies and balances things in the universe for them. So when they're looking at you, they're seeing that part of you because they want that for themselves. So the problem that you're here to solve is to, you know, help other people, I don't know, see the inner beauty, see the outer beauty, see, find balance in their life, um, be one with nature. So there's already seeing you as the goddess because they also want that piece of the puzzle for themselves. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like we're all walking around and we're, we're all scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and we're like, the things that are catching our eye are things that resonate with us. So when they're seeing you, they're seeing this person that's out there, you know, usually pursuing some kind of creative path. You know, when I think about Libra, you know, I think of, you know, the, the fashionistas and the interior designers and the people that want to make sure that you know, the placemats are set at dinner and it looks really pretty and there's fresh flowers in the center. So they're all about those really fine details. And a, maybe even a better way to, to convey this is a, it's about the experience. Like you, they see you as someone that is able to create an experience and an environment that supports this balanced, stress-free, beautiful way of living. Okay. So if you're not currently, I know you said you do some business coaching, but Libra, I don't see Libra as the business coach and in, in, in an indirect way, maybe, but she's more about like harmonizing things about like bringing balance to things about, you know, taking a step back and looking at the details before, you know, jumping into the next step. So she's definitely, I don't know if you, you know, checked out the tarot at all but I always think about the empress card when I think about Libra like she's she's one with the divine she's sitting on her throne she's has animals and plants around her like there's really a sense of of well-being about her so I don't know if you know we'll we'll get into some other things here when we talk about like Saturn and um your north node but Libra is really like the more beautiful and harmony and stress-free and one with nature that you can show up being that way, the more that you're actually communicating what problem it is that they want solved. 
Okay, so more or less, more of like, what I'm thinking of, like, I like to entertain, but I don't ever really do it anymore. So more like Martha Stewart meets very spiritual. Yeah, I mean, she's like, I'm trying to think of somebody that's a good good example of like a Libra, like, uh, like, she's gonna be the one um, who's always has something interesting to say say like if she was a guest at this dinner party she would have always something interesting to say she would probably always show up with a gift you know she would she would basically make other people around her feel comfortable even if they're not comfortable okay so it'll start to kind of formulate as we go further along so let's go into um Let's talk about your moon sign. Okay, so you have your moon in Taurus. Okay, so the moon um, in spiritual re uh, astrology represents your past lives or the, it's the stuff that you came to this life with. A lot of times we think of this as the shadow stuff. So you have it in the sign of Taurus. And Taurus, you know, I, I, they're the bull, they're bullheaded, they're stubborn, and they're also very slow to change. Um, so the moon there is telling us that that Taurus is, it's in its reciprocity, which is Scorpio. It's like they have a harder time um, accepting their like own death, if you will. Like they're like, like Scorpio is the opposite of Taurus. So Scorpio is always going to be deep sea diving. They're always looking for the truth. They're digging underneath the, the abyss of the ocean and they're trying to research and find all that stuff where Taurus is more the earth component of that where it's like they've got their hooves you know planted in the ground you know they've got a plan all those things but the the shadow is is that it's harder for them to get under the hood of the car because they're so practical right they're very um money focused you know Taurus rules the second house of so things of possessions finances so in the moon there is like, it sounds like, and I don't know if this is how it's been in the past for you, that you've been very motivated by material things in the past. Well, somewhat, because I've had that up and down money roller coaster thing. So money's always been like the central focus. Even if I didn't yeah. want it to be, it was always a central focus. So it's a, it's a, it's something that you brought over from a past karma. It's something that you're here, you're working through the shadows of Taurus. So the more that you embrace the more scorpion energy, which is it's, it's polar opposite, which is about deep sea diving. It's about that Plutonian energy, which is, you know, underneath the sea. It's like, what's, what is all of this here for? Why am I here? Um, what they're also very much like they like to study like human behavior. So Taurus is like more about like the practical components of it and execution where Scorpio is like, I need to gather all the facts and get to the bottom of this so that I can actually understand my own subconscious because Scorpio and Pluto is all about the subconscious mind where Taurus similar to Libra is ruled by Venus, which is always about things being beautiful and cozy. But it's not just about the earthly realm. There's also this um, scorpion energy, which is about, you know, finding the truth. And I think that's going to be a, a different kind of motivator uh, for you if you, if, you tend, if you look through the shadows of Taurus and find that, you know, we're all part of a bigger collective unconscious and it's Taurus, you know, slow to change, slow to accept what he doesn't understand. And the more that he comes to understand it by doing the research, by di digging underneath the hood of the car, you know, eventually, you know, he will get there. Okay. That makes sense. That's a lot of what I've been doing. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it, which I think is what brought you probably to this reading. It's like, I'm mm -hmm. finally, ready to go to this next level. So let's go into um, the true node because this is where Aquarius is now showing up again. So your North node or your true node, that is the challenge that you came here to work through and what will lead you to your destiny. So it's something that does not come naturally to you. But the thing that does come naturally to you is the South node, which is the polar opposite of Aquarius, which is Leo. Mm -hmm. So your natural state is Leo, like your sun is in Leo, your south node is in Leo, and 
it's all about right now. It's been about you being, you know, the star of the show, right? Like you are very comfortable, um, you know, speaking your truth, um, getting out there and, you know, owning your throne, if you will, um, being charismatic, you know, it's, are you okay with the spotlight? Cause that's very Leo energy. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I only get nervous when I think my parents or my family's going to own me because I'm too woo-woo and they're very strict. My father's a Baptist minister. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, okay. So, well, this is telling me that you bring the light naturally. Like, it's not like you have to try to turn on your light. It's just there. It's naturally going to um, attract other light things. But Aquarius is much different. So Aquarius is, is really about the team player. It's about bringing people together. It's about creating a movement that's not just you with the solo act, but also with these other team members or other power players that you bring in that are, that are going to help you to bring about this revolution or this movement or a community of some sort. So I just see that Aquarius is, you know, with the 11th house, you have a stellium, which is that Aquarian energy. We're also in the age of Aquarius right now for the next 2100 years and you have your north node in Aquarius so I feel like Aquarius is a sign that we need to like pay like a lot of attention to um, as we move through the the nook and crannies of this higher calling because Aquarius is like like I said they're highly evolved so let me just take you through it so Aries to um, Sagittarius, those, that's the first nine signs of the zodiac. So think about a baby, a baby in a womb, okay? So mm -hmm. for, for nine months, that baby is getting nourishment, you know, it's safe in its, you know, container, it's focused on self, it's just focused on staying alive and learning about who it, it is, right? But once it comes out of the womb, that's where we enter into Capricorn. So now that it's gone through those nine phases of like, okay, it's been about me, right? Who am I? What do I like? You know, all of those, like, what do I like to eat? All of those things. Once we get to Capricorn, something dawns on them. And it's, and it's the question of like, wait, it's not just about me. There's actually, I'm part of a bigger collective. I'm, I'm part of a bigger heartbeat. And that's where I usually see like Capricorn is, you know, usually the more reserved sign. Mm -hmm. um, it's because they're like contemplating that it's like a, it's a, it's actually a new beginning because it's so different than what those first nine months were. So once we get through the Capricorn energy and like they take it in and start to create this plan of like, wow, it's bigger than me. By the time you get to Aquarius, Aquarius is ready to run to the races. Aquarius is ready to start a revolution, a movement, something that's going to impact the collective. So this is where I see the challenge or the, the, the part of what you're maybe seeking right now is just like, what does it look like? Like it's not, it's, it's bigger than me. It's mm -hmm. bigger, you know what I mean? I think that's where, you know, the communication. So you've got, you've got Mercury um, in the 11th house in Virgo. So again, we've got another. So Virgo and Aquarius, there's some similarities there because Virgo is the virgin. Vir Virgo is about the truth. It's about honesty. It's about being the healer. Um, it's about purity. It's just about, it's about communication, right? So Mercury naturally rules Virgo and you've got Mercury in Virgo. So the way that you're community, uh, communicating is very honest, you, you know, it's very pure. There's like a, there's like a wisdom there. There's a healing component, even perhaps to the way that you speak, even at how you speak or the tone or whatever it is, but that is going to be a huge part of this, um, this social community that you create or this movement that you create. I don't know if you've ever thought about like writing books or doing a podcast or a YouTube channel. I've done, um, I know, like I knew I need to do a YouTube channel and I, I have one, I've had one for years, but I wanted it to be more focused and to what I'm doing now. So I've been kind of holding back till I figured that out. And as for a movement, it's like, I know, I'm just, I'm not that I'm supposed to lead the movement, maybe help gather people for the movement, but that kind of that transition from 3D to 5D. Mm -hmm. Just to gather this group of women, like a small group, like 12, something like that. 
Um, and I knew, okay, so this is a conclave and we're going through as a group and we're helping to like create this change, like ripples of change throughout different places in the world. I don't, but it's like, I don't know how to get from here to there. <laughs> so it's like, it's all like churning in my brain, but I just, I, yeah, it's frustrating. Okay. So well, we're going to clear all that up because what I see is like, what you love, right? So Venus in Leo, what you love is you love to be self-expressed. So Leo is the sign of self-expression, to be fully expressed, to be fully who I am. And you have it in the 11th house. So the 11th house is what you love, which is Leo, right? The Leo energy. You've got your son. That's how you see yourself. It's also your secret sauce. So I see so much self-expression. So I don't know if you've ever thought about I don't know, creating a program, or maybe this is part of your movement about be, like owning your individuality and being fully self-expressed. Now that could be in a business, if that's what you want to still have that theme or that niche um, to, to do that. But to, like, I just see that, think about it this way, your, your rising sign is Libra. So they're seeing this goddess, like owning her throne, peaceful, not stressed out like that. And that person is like ready to join the community that you're leading, right? That's based on this, this being self-expressed to like almost like coming out of um, the shadows and being fully seen for who they are. That makes a lot of sense. Like the, when I first came into the coaching, other than coaching people on business stuff, I did a lot on self-care, um, owning the day, owning who you are, that kind of thing mm -hmm. for mommies, <laughs> you know. Okay. Well, this is going to be the, the game changer here because your 12th house, the majority of it is in Virgo. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have the same thing. We, ours is almost like you have a little bit of, of Libra in your 12th house, but it's majority is in Virgo. So your kismet client archetype is Virgo. So mm -hmm. let's just break this down because Virgo is a, this is a sign that deserves like love and attention. So I think it's a beautiful sign to have the 12th house because Virgo just wants to do the right thing, right? They're all about honesty and like purity. And the, the, the thing with Virgo though, is that they're the, they're the hardest working sign. Like they work their asses off. They're the perfectionist. They, they almost like they hold everything to like such a high standard. So if you think about it, when that, like when Virgo is looking at Libra, right? Looking at you saying, how does she do all that? and still like look like a goddess. Like how does she still like have that vivacious smile on her face and still have time to go on vacations and care about the little details, you know, because here I am, you know, such a perfectionist. I care about the details too, but the difference between me and Libra is that I don't really go home at night and feel stress-free. I don't really go home at night and feel beautiful. I don't really feel that great. I feel adrenal fatigue coming on. I, I yeah. feel, you know, being overly critical to the people in, in my life, you know, because they're that Virgoian energy is like, they hold on so tight. They're such perfectionists. They're overanalyze every single thing in their brain. So when they look at Libra, they're just like, he, like there's a part of her that's just like, I wish I could just let go a little bit. And the other thing about uh, Virgo is they hate to take risks. They hate it. So there's always a part of them that like kind of envies when people like, um, not necessarily daring, but they are more self-expressed because Virgo kind of holds everything in, you know, cause they're like overanalyzing everything and, you know, even overanalyzing themselves. So because they overanalyze themselves, they cannot be fully self-expressed because they're still in that like cognitive part of their reality. Okay. So your 11th house, right. With all, all of this individuality, you know, 11th house is about being a misfit, you know, and then you've got Leo there who just wants to be fully self-expressed and it's about in individuality. So here Virgo is seeing Libra all peaceful and wanting to know her secret. And she knows that her secret is that she knows how to be fully self-expressed and own who she really is, no matter what other people think about her. Which is why I'm having my internal struggle with my family. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. Because it's a lesson that I have to work through. 
to be able to help others? It, well, because your north node is an Aquarius who is the misfit. And it's kind of like, you know, Leo is kind of like, um, they're not people pleasers, but like they wouldn't necessarily like challenge the status quo, but Aquarius would. Mm -hmm. So no, I've always been like the black sheep of my family ever since I was a kid. So, yeah. So, okay. So let's use the word black sheep for a second, because if, if, if Virgo became comfortable in, in her own skin and being comfortable being the black sheep or whatever you want to call it, then there's going to be a transformation that's going to happen, you know, serendipitously because that's something that's so foreign. But how do we get Virgo to feel safe enough to, to open up and share, you know, the, the part of them that's so overcritical? Because the, the thing about Virgo is the reason they're so overcritical is because that's what's made them either successful in their life. It's like they might use it in their job where it's like they hold on to that linear thinking. And if they didn't have the linear logical thinking, they would almost feel like everything would crumble to the ground. And then here you are saying, look, you can still let go and all of the, you know, the seams won't fall apart. And even if they did, what unravels because of that is a part of yourself that you haven't seen before that will take you to the next level. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about Saturn here for a second, because Saturn is actually the planet that's going to dictate whether you're successful or not at this, um, at this venture, if you will. Mm -hmm. So Saturn is the father figure of the Zodiac. It's basically, if you have a father, you know, like they want to make sure that you're going to be safe, that you, you know, you're not going to be homeless and, you know, you're going to do what you say you're going to do and you're going to have goals and you're going to have structure and all that stuff. And you have it in the sign of Gemini. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's imagine for a second that Gemini and Saturn, they go on a lunch date. And what are they going to talk about? Okay, because Gemini is going to probably blab Saturn's ear off, right? Talk, 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 communication, making people laugh, like just, you know, so, you know, so intelligent, well read. And Saturn's just sitting there being fully entertained. But then Saturn goes, okay, so what's the plan, Gemini? Because you've got all these great ideas, you're clearly highly intelligent, but where's the, where's the A plus B equals C? And so the problem with Gemini in this placement is that she is the natural salesman. She will literally be able to sell anything, even the bullshit story that she says she's going to do but won't do. Mm -hmm. So Saturn like sees through it and is just like, I've heard this before, right? I've heard this story before. And you say you're going to do this and you get me all excited that you're going to do it, but then you don't do it. So what's, what's it, what's it going to take Gemini for you to actually to commit to something and actually do as you say you're going to do because you're losing points with me. And every time that you don't do what you say you're going to do, I'm going to make it harder for you. Okay. So it's kind of like this, loving punishment that if you just like, let's say after this reading, you're very excited and you decide that, okay, I'm going to, you know, be on my black sheep. I'm going to, you know, go this different direction. And then yeah, a few days later, you're like, I don't know, you know what? I, that doesn't really feel right. And you talk yourself out of it. So what's going to happen is Saturn's going to step in and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to throw a wrench in this till it kind of hurts a little bit. And you're not going to understand why you're going to be like, Oh, like I didn't get any new clients this week. That would be Saturn because Saturn's like, no, because you told me you're going to do this other thing. So I'm not going to give you any more clients doing the other thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do. I do. It's like, it's my own kind of overly critical, not making up my mind because too many things are flowing through and it's, yep. yeah, not clean, sending out a clear signal. So yep. And Saturn is like, and, but the beauty about Saturn, and I don't want to give him a total bad rap, but when he sees even a little bit of effort, like you doing this reading, you signing up, you doing things outside your comfort zone or whatever, just seeking the, the wisdom or inspiration that you need to kind of follow through with your goals, he will reward that. He will show you the next step, but only if you keep doing that. 
So it's kind of, it might take some time for the transition to fully implement, but Gemini, I think I have Saturn in Gemini too. Um, so it's definitely like one of the ways I've been able to harness that energy is I'm very comfortable doing a lot of things. You know, a lot of people, they'll just focus on one thing. And, but honestly, my Saturn and Gemini would never make that possible. I, I just, I have too many ideas. And so instead of not choosing any of them, I choose all of them. And then I just create a marketing plan or a calendar that says, okay, I'm going to do this one first, this one second, whatever. So that way I, that way Gemini never gets bored because she will get bored. No, that totally makes sense. I, it's like you put a nickel into me and out popped another idea. Exactly. And it's okay. So write them down and let them percolate. So that was one of the shadows I had to work through was just that I'd get an idea and then the next day I'd go implement it. It's like, no, like take the idea and like, like sit, like, oh, like play with it a little bit, like, like massage it a little bit and like enjoy that, that creative burst of inspiration and, uh, and use it to start formulate, formulating this movement, you know, because what we're really doing is we're taking, we're taking all the stuff that we're talking about. We're talking about Libra, creating an experience. We're talking about, you know, doing multiple things at once. We're talking about creating social communities. We're talking about self-expression, self-love, um, writing books potentially, or creating a YouTube yeah. channel, working through the shadows of Taurus which is really about diving deeper with Scorpio. So you take all of that stuff and all of that stuff ends up being part of a bigger umbrella. And that's where we find the niche. Okay. So for example, you know, I was doing all these things just like you, Saturn and Gemini, Saturn and Gemini. Okay. I got all these things. I'm like, okay, well, how do they all fit together? What's the umbrella that supports the bigger theme of what it is that I do. And that's when I came up with the fifth dimension. I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do business and health and like all the pillars, right? I'm like, it's going to be confusing for people. But if I could find an umbrella that they all fit nicely under, now I have a movement. Okay. And for me, that would be my, my typical sign off, like peace, joy, love. I've been saying that for over 10 years at the end of every video end of like everything. Exactly. And it's probably been the moon and Taurus that's been like, is that monetizable? <laughs> right. Which prevents you from doing it. It's like, can you really make money at this? Mm -hmm. But right now I've said this in many of my classes, like the age of Aquarius, it's like the weirder, your business is the better. Like if you can jump on the gravy train of launching something that nobody's heard of or your own signature system that's never been done that way and nobody's even taught, like it's like, the, that's what Aquarius wants. It's the, it's the individualist, right? It's the weirder, the better. And that is not easy for Taurus to swallow. Taurus is like, what? That's not how it's been done in the past. But it doesn't, it doesn't, Taurus's energy and vibration does not match this, um, this, this era that we're in. So if you can stretch, the further I can help you stretch, the further the people around you can help you stretch, the more that you can stretch your imagination to be like, look, this peace, love, joy, whatever it ends up being, like I'm going to do this in my own unique way, but I know that the person that I'm here to serve is Virgo, who has a, has a real hard time with the self-love thing. Okay. They, the way that they are, they, they're wired is just like, I gotta, I gotta be the best, but I don't want to take any risks and I don't want anybody to see me. So I'm going to take a job where I'm always behind the scenes, even though my work will be recognized. And here you come into their life and you say, well, that's all bullshit because you do need to be seen. It's part of your ascension. And if we don't get you comfortable with being who you are, you're actually never going to make it to the place that you want to go, which is, you know, success or whatever it is that for mm -hmm. them. Yeah. That, for, like you're saying things and it's like just coming back kind of full circle. I'll, I'll tell you about it later when we're almost complete, but yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's like, that's why I, I always like have a very, 
probably because I'm also a double Virgo, but when I see Virgo in the 12th house, I just go, this is the sign that we need to nurture because this sign will work their ass off to do whatever it takes. But then when it comes to themselves, like they, because so Virgo naturally rules the sixth house, which is the house of health, which is usually the sign that gets the sickest. So you could even lean in with like, if you don't stop for a second and rest, right? That's a Libra energy. If you don't stop for a second and rest and enjoy the flowers and enjoy the sun, sun, the sun, you're going to make yourself sick. And guess what's going to get happen when you get sick? You can't accomplish anything anymore, which has been your biggest motivator. Mm -hmm. And they might already be sick. They might already be experiencing adrenal fatigue. They might already have an autoimmune disorder. They might already have marriage falling apart because they can't stop working. You see what I'm saying? Like they are actually their own worst enemy. Yeah. Totally see that. And that's an urgent problem. Mm-hmm. If their life, you know, the, the pillars of their life, are, maybe their job is still intact, which is probably true but the other parts of their life are falling apart because they're neglecting their own health or they're neglecting the relationships that, you know, were once beautiful parts of their existence. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So then they're like, okay, well, well, what do I need to do Africa? Like I don't get it, you know? And then it's just like, well, There's one thing I know about you, Virgo, is that you don't like to take risks. And honestly, it doesn't have to feel like a risk, but you're going to have to take a look inside. You're going to have to slow down and you're going to have to pick some roses and you're going to have to just start taking better care of yourself. And the way, and what's going to be revealed to you, this is where we get into like the, um, the gateway versus the root solution. So there's two things that you, you you know, in your soul's work that you do, you Mm -hmm. have, you solve a gateway problem and you present a root solution. So the gateway problem is um, I'm sick, right? I need to feel better. My marriage is falling apart. My health is deteriorating. My kids hate me. I'm super curt with my words. I'm very short with people. I'm annoyed a lot. I have anxiety, okay? That's a gateway problem. That would be like what they're Googling at night, okay? Then the root solution, which you don't have to talk about on your social media, this is after they start like enrolling in your stuff and like really become deeper into your movement. And that's about now that we're, you know, starting to care about just ourself, right? They are part of those first nine planets, right? The first nine signs of the Zodiac where it's all about them. Then they're going to learn the beauty and the power of being self-expressed, fully self-expressed, I'm okay with who I am. I've done the work. I'm going to show up, you know, speaking my truth. I'm not going to hide anymore behind my laptop. I'm actually going to just be comfortable with who I am. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I totally see it. Totally see it. Okay, let me see if I let me see if there's anything else in here. Um, okay, you have the same as me here, Chiron in um, Aries, mm-hmm. and that's in the seventh house. Okay, that's the house of oh, that's Libra. Okay, so there's Libra again. So Chiron and Aries in the seventh house. Um, okay, so Aries has to do with identity. Mm-hmm. So different than Aquarius, which is about individuality. This is about identity. Like, who am I? Um, how do I feel about myself? And so I always usually mention that it's like any of the like self words, like it's self-love, self-worth, self-respect, self, whatever, fill in the blank. And Chiron is the planet or mini planet or every asteroid that has to do with being, um, the wounded healer. So it's a part of yourself that you've had a hard time, um, working through on your own, like seeing yourself for who you really are, but you are extremely gifted at helping other people do that for themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's again, tying all the way back into what we were just talking about. So I feel like Leo, Aquarius and Aries 
Like they're kind of all like working together for this movement. And then let's see. McCray um, and Virgo, Venus and Leo. Okay. Okay. Um, you've got Jupiter in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Jupiter is the planet of luck. Okay. It's about good fortune. So basically paired with Saturn and Gemini. So let me see what house Jupiter is in. Jupiter. Oh, it's in your money house. Okay. This is good. Okay. So your, the money is going to come from Jupiter in Scorpio. So it's interesting because we are talking about Scorpio with your moon because Taurus is in the shadows of Taurus is Scorpio, but here the good fortune and the money paired with all of Gemini's ideas with Saturn and Gemini. So if Gemini, um, if all the things that Gemini was like reading about and talking about and blabbing and gossiping, whatever she's doing, if she was taking the information that Scorpio is giving her. So Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Um, it's the, it's the sign that wants to study like human behavior, psychology, understanding who people are at the core. So think about this for a second. This is like kind of profound because if your movement has to do with helping people to be fully self-expressed, right? That root solution, but the gateway problem is making sure that they don't die before they do that because they're like working themselves to death. The money comes from them helping them to understand, like this could be like even a, a free offer or a virtual workshop or whatever, um, about understanding their own behavior and putting like a, like a, either a spiritual spin or just kind of like your own philosophy around what that is. Like, yeah, you can, you know, quote Freud and Jung and all of that. But I, I think this is really about you coming up with your own philosophy, which might be the, the peace, joy thing that you're talking about, but from a behavioral standpoint, like helping them understand um, intellectually, I think for Gemini, who they are, I think that will also play. So Virgo, as your archetype and um, Mercury, the way you speak is also in Virgo. So you guys already speak the same language. So like how, whatever, however you're speaking right now, as long as there's that, that like Virgo, Virgoian energy um, where it's quick, it's quick, right? Mercury is a quick mm -hmm. planet, uh, quick thinker, intellectual, logical. If you're like, let's say you did a webinar and um, you were talking about like psychology or behavioral science or whatever, something that has to do with helping them, like even a quiz, you know, like a behavioral quiz or something like that where they can understand. And this could be your own, you know, archetype one, two, and three, which one do you fit into, even though they're all Virgo, you know, at the end of the day um, and helping them to, you know, be a mirror for them. That's where the good fortune. So the good fortune in the second house, which is about money and possession is in Scorpio. So the more that you present these like deep sea diver topics to Virgo and you're a mirror to them, you're like mirror, you're holding a mirror up to their shadow, which is what's keeping them stuck. Okay, that makes sense. Which I don't mind. I love doing research that we do speak. I think if you could even play it, like, this is very logical, but like all the things that you do for free, make them logical. Everything that they have to pay for, make that the left brain stuff or the right brain stuff. You see what I'm saying? Instead mm -hmm. of leaning in with the woo-woo stuff, lean in with the logical stuff and then sell them on the woo-woo stuff. Okay. Okay. It's like meet them where they are. Like don't try to pitch them on the woo-woo stuff until they have their own aha moment by you holding the mirror. So all these free offers or webinars or trainings or whatever, your Facebook lives, YouTube channel, if you always talked about the more like holding the mirror, like what would your life look like if you were stopped being critical of yourself? Do you know where, where self-criticalness comes from? It comes from, you know, this and that, this and that. Well, would you like to learn how to be less self-critical so you could get out of your own way and get your health back on track? You could come to my class, which is 50 bucks, and I'm going to show you how. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. 
Yes, I, I really do. Okay. Because you're always kind of like, um, what do you say? Like, you're always like, like, it's like you're baiting, like you're dangling the carrot. Like, I understand you, Virgo, been there, done that, like worked my ass off, like did the same thing and got me sick or got me divorced or got me this or whatever. And you're waving it, you know, you're showing them like a mirror like this. If you keep going down this road, Virgo, you're going to end up like this. Do you want to end up like that? Or you want to end up like this? Let me show you how to end up like this, because I know you don't want to end up like that. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like the, the more they go down the rabbit hole with you, like the more you're like, oh, okay, come to my webinar. Oh, and now come to my $100 workshop. Oh, and then come down, join my, you know, my membership. Oh, and every time they keep taking that next step with you, they go deeper and deeper down the spiritual, you know, road with you. Yeah. Because you're helping them to end a cycle, right? You're helping them that they're at the very end of the cycle because if they, if they don't take a different step, they end up sick and unhappy. But if they take this next step with you, they end up going through a, that new birth, right? Because like, you're helping them with the end of this phase. Okay. Yeah. I totally see it. Different from where I was going, but very happy to go there. I think it's going to be very refreshing for this Virgo archetype to have the energy, to see your energy and to feel your, your, how you adore them. You know, I feel like the more you pump up the volume, this is where your secret sauce, right? Your son and Leo, like, mm -hmm. let's say you, um, you, for your YouTube channel and you're like making a video and like, you're dangling the card that's like, okay, you ready to like change your life? Like, or are you going to stay stuck and sick and working, being a workaholic? And then you shower them with adoring, with adornment. You know, you shower them with like, do you know how incredible you are? Do you know that most people won't work as hard as you? They won't, you know, analyze things like you do. They won't get to the bottom of things. They won't do what they won't complete a project, but that's not you. You always complete the project. You always are good for your word. You're honest. You, you show up with integrity. Do you know how rare that is in society? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You start to pump them up because you see them for who they really are. But then you're saying, this is why I care about you as my because my client is because I know what you're capable of, but I also know where your shadows are. So that's where I'm trying to step in here and, and break, you know, the pattern that you're going down right now. But guess what? Patterns can be hard to break, especially try to break them on their, on your own. Even though I know you think, you know, it all, you don't know it all because you're getting, you're going down this path that's going to be leading you to a very dark place. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Leo will keep it more fun. I mean, I'm just saying like what I'm seeing, but like Leo's going to be like throwing some jokes in there, even though it's like kind of a serious topic and like making it fun and exciting and, you know, just keeping it real. Yeah. That makes sense. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. Um, when I, after I left the finance industry, um, and then wanted to do more personal coaching, um, it all, the reason I did it was because I had this vision in church one day about, um, love your neighbor as you love yourself and that people just didn't love themselves. Mm. And that, so my whole uh, start out on more of the personal coaching route was on, self-love mm -hmm. and that's you know that's why i said wow this is beautiful and full circle it's about <laughs> helping people once again to learn how to love themselves and i just thought exactly the little moon and taurus i'm not making any money at this so it doesn't work i need to go to do something else yep that's so taurus energy too and there's no i feel like honestly there's like like the sign of virgo it's like there 
I want to say, I don't know if I would say people pleaser is the right word, but like, it's always like the, the way that they get their self-worth is by helping other people, by being of service to other people. Like if they're not of service, like they're not helping somebody like they don't feel good about themselves, but it shouldn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way you're like getting pumped up. That's still egoic. Yeah. But they don't see it that way because, you know, they're, they're helping somebody else. That's, there's a nobility there. Mm-hmm. And so like pushing in, fill yourself up first. Fill yep. yourself up first. Put the mask on yourself before putting it on the child. <laughs> exactly. See those kinds of jokes in the YouTube channel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally now like having this discussion, I totally get it. And I get how some of my earlier work fits in and, but also understanding why I abandoned it because I was like, ah, oh, this, this doesn't make money. Well, the thing is, and as you start looking around, um, you're going to see some wild things that people are making money at. And that's the, that's the, that's the, um, the concrete evidence that the age of Aquarius is, is in its infancy states. I mean, we're going to be here for 2,100 years and we've only been here for seven years. So we've got many more years to go, but it's going to be what we're really doing right now as light workers is we're paving the path for the people that the generations that come after us. So the more that we plant this foundation of like, whatever we want to talk about, we're actually, we're going to be the pioneers of this industry of this era. So whatever you're going to put out there is going to start, it's going to ripple effect. It's going to start going down more and more down the rabbit hole. So the, whatever you want to begin, whatever movement that you're here to lead, like I would just like meditate and lean all the way in. Like, don't like toe dip and be like, oh, it's self-love. Like it's, it's probably deeper than self-love. Like yeah, come up with a different verb for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like it's deeper and I don't know, you know, I can't, I need to stop saying I don't know what it is. I know what it is. I just need to put language on it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would go I, research. I would, I would spend some time with Libra. Like I would go and learn everything I can about Libra. Um, because that's the, whatever, however you show up should just be Libra. It should just be like, I'm taking a walk outside right now. Like when's the last time you went out for a walk outside, you know? You know, those kinds of things or like, oh, I just, you know, I'm planning a dinner party and this is what I'm cooking. When's the last time you cooked at home? You know, it's like kind of like these little subtleties of like, oh, I've actually been eating out the last five weeks because I've been so busy. That's been my excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering, how do I weave in my love of cooking? I like remodeling. I'm not saying I'm good at it. I like to do it. Um love nature how do I weave all this stuff in it and it's really about uh being an example exactly and that's the umbrella like Mm -hmm. find the umbrella about remodeling your home and you know cooking and all these things and how does that play into being of service to Virgo you know it's a lifestyle you're showing them a new way to do life I like that It could also be like, you know, are they afraid that if they stop for a second that they won't be able to get the momentum back? Like, is that what it is? You know what I mean? Like, cause when you go, 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 and then you stop, then it's like hard, you know, if they go on, like, let's say Virgo, like they go on vacation, but they still work almost yeah. like fearing if they stopped working that they maybe then won't get the motivation again. And that's what's been holding their self-worth together all these years. It's deep. Yeah. let go and let God, you know, let go, stop holding on so tight. <laughs> yeah. Hold on loosely. Yeah, that song. Yeah, Bob Seeker. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's another YouTube funny little joke in there. And you can even play the song for a few seconds. Like, are you ready? Let's go. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll be known as a woman with the songs because I always have a song going. <laughs> Dude, please do that. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Too good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That totally. Um, that totally resonates. It's like in my head, I'm, of course, this is probably the tourist point, but what are you going to do now, Africa? Right now, in the right, right now. <laughs> I know. Well, I think I sitting think with the umbrella, like sitting mm -hmm. with the overarching theme, it'd probably be a good place to start. And honestly, for me, it like just came to me one day. It wasn't like I sat around and, you know, made a list. And, no, it was just like, this is it. In fact, like every time I, you know, set an intention that I was like, oh my gosh, like what's next? It would just be shown to me. Like there was a book that I was supposed to read and then that book became a huge thing and, you know, all these things. So now it's like setting the intention of like, okay, like I'm taking this new direction in my business. And now I, um, you know, I'm going to set aside, you know, maybe an hour each morning to journal and to light a candle and to hold space for Virgo and like, you know, really keep them in your heart and in your mind when you're, because it's really healing a part of yourself. You know, like the yeah. kismet client is your, is your 12th house. It's like, yes, it's your kismet client, but it's your 12th house, which is your house of karmic debt. This is your house of, you know, that it's the uh, probationary period, right? Cause the cycle ended in the 11th house and it was the 12th house where we became a reflection. We came to reflect and learn. So the more that you are of service to this Virgo archetype kismet client, the more that you transform yourself, the more that that moon in Taurus starts to let go, you know, all that earth energy starts to go, okay, we're going to let Libra lead the way for a little bit. We're going to, we're going to take, you know, the, the model citizen here is that empress, right? The empress who is out in nature and, pay, and like listening to the birds chirp, like the detail. So like, it's almost like Virgo, what if you stopped analyzing the data and started analyzing the sounds outside? You know, it's just like refocus the energy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We got to practice what we preach. We got to learn for ourselves so that we can teach others what's worked for us. And I think that's where the, the beautiful um, healing uh, synergy between the kismet client and ourselves is that when we are of service to other people, it should be filling our cup, not draining it, because it's actually helping us to heal as well. Truly. Oh, this is great. <laughs> it's kind of, part of me is like, ah, and part of me is like, but this is what you've been wanting anyway. Why are you scared? Um, well, because linear thinking says, I don't know what the next step is. I don't like it because you have to take the step to be shown the next step. That's right. the thing. That's the difference between the higher calling and a career. <sighs> Okay. Um, well, I guess for me, it feels like I need to, like you said, just to take more time to sit and lean more into what I call my knowing, um, which is the more I've been doing meditation every day, the easier it's become to lean into. So maybe yeah. it's about, so I know, I don't know if you have a signature system, but you paying attention to all the things that you're currently doing for your own life, that becomes like a methodology, if you will, to, to be of service to your kismet clients. So if like meditating and cooking and remodeling and, you know, having these projects, those are all part of a signature system, whether you know so or not, it is. Yeah, I just, I never, um, or I haven't in a long time thought about this part of my life as a signature system. Like other ways, yes, not this mm -hmm. way. Um, in a in a long while, so yeah. It, there's just a lot of reframing to do at this moment, I think. Yeah. And just leaving it to more meditation and see what comes. <gasps> no, it's um, amazing because it's um, like I said, for me, it's like a full circle thing. It's like you were told way back when, very clearly, you're here to help people love themselves, 
especially women, because they tend to be the caretakers of children and that whole thing ripples out to the world and that's what helps change the world. And then you went off and did your own thing. <laughs> that's just the culture that we lived in, you know, like that's how we were taught. And now we have to unteach ourselves that and then relearn the new stuff. Yeah. It's like, so come back over here. So I, I feel that, that was, you, you said the Saturn said ad, that, okay, well you went and did your thing. And we already discussed this thing at the very beginning. How about we go back there again? Exactly. Come on, Gemini, get on board, commit. We're, let's do this. We've got Jupiter in Scorpio. Like that's the good luck sign, you know, in your money house. So if you actually dive deep, the fortune is there, but Gemini, you got to commit. And if you do that, I am that alone, just those two planets. I mean, now that we kind of know, you know, who the Kisman is and potentially even some of the products you could sell that I, when I see Jupiter in the second house is like a really good placement. Yeah. I mean, I look at it and I think, oh, remember when you want to take people on an experience and have like a retreat where they were with you for a couple of days to take them out of their environment? Yeah. When you use the word experience, you know, mm -hmm. like you help people create an experience. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But I thought there's no money in that. The people aren't going to pay for that because there's not an ROI, you know, a tangible. Well, maybe there was an Instagram back then. <laughs> <laughs> No, there wasn't. There was no Instagram. There was barely YouTube and Facebook. Exactly. Right? So times are a changing. Yeah. So now I see, yeah, I think maybe it's just a timing issue. It's like, I, well, you could have been on the forefront, but that's okay. This is your time. We all come in our season. So yeah. Yeah. This feels really good. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Well, if anything else comes up, like if you're like, okay, I bet it meditated the last few days, Angel, then we can just talk about this over Voxer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let it, let it percolate, let it seep in. And then now that now just, I would just definitely use this chart moving forward for all of our mm -hmm. classes is just, this is going to be the most accurate. Okay. I have one question just because yeah. I'm wondering, because it's in Virgo, the, the Pluto. Yeah, it's Pluto. Yeah, so you have that in your 12th house. So remember, Pluto naturally rules Scorpio. So, and you've got it in the 12th house. So think of it this way. Like the 12th house is your subconscious mind and Pluto is like the deep sea diver. So it's kind of like, not a double whammy, but it's like, you got to go deep. You know, you got to get so deep into the subconscious um, in, with this Virgo energy that if you don't, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to still feel surface. So even like, if you went a little deep, it wouldn't be deep enough. You have to like go all the way. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So like Pluto is the underworld. Okay. And Virgo is your kismet client. So, you know, using this concept of getting under the hood of the car, like we got to go deep. I mean, to me, it's like, you know, I don't know if it's like uh, some kind of, um, what am I trying to say here? Like, I don't know. I just watched this like crazy movie about like past life regression. And like this guy had to like go all through all of these series of steps to get deep enough to be able to heal what it was. So this is just telling me that whatever the kismet client is experiencing, it's deep, very deep, deeply lodged. So whatever you're going to do, it kind of can't be like cartwheels and care bears. Like it's going to have to be like, no, they've got to hear the, the core of their foundation yeah. and reshape it or shake it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, this person might not have much of a spiritual practice at all right now. Mm -hmm. You know, they might, they might be spiritually curious or maybe they've had a spiritual experience, but they haven't had a spiritual awakening yet. Interesting. You know, like maybe, maybe like their, their mom died and they had to get real, right? Like they, they like what, like something shook them, you know? And so now they're kind of like spiritually curious, if you will. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <sighs> okay. But yeah, that, okay, just the idea that we have to go super deep, which is cool. That's, I'm always about going super deep. 
it's the one thing people tell me when they work with me as we go, they didn't know they could go so deep. Love that. Well, that's where the money is because that's second house, uh, Jupiter and Scorpio. That's, that's where the money is. So I would make people pay for that. Like, don't do that stuff for free. You know, bait, bait, bait until they're like, they have to commit to the depth. It's like, oh, you want to heal this problem? Okay, great. Well, they, it's great that you subscribe to my channel. But if you actually really want to get the problem solved, you need this. Yeah, we have to go deep. Yep. <laughs> There's no way to do it. So it's like, if you're not ready to go deep, then just click off this channel right now. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, girl. Well, I'm going to let you percolate. And then tomorrow is office hours. So if there's anything you want to chat, I know you had written me a message there, um, which we can get into. And hopefully it answers some of the questions that you might have had. But if not, we'll just continue the conversation. I was about to say, probably the message is null and void and you should ignore it. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just that I realized that the reason I didn't want to do a group program was because I was afraid I couldn't fill it. Ah, there's Taurus again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't filled one in the past you can't fill one in the future you know that so yeah, yeah but Tor but saturn wasn't letting you fill it in the future because it wasn't the thing yeah so now we're at the thing that's a whole it's a whole different ball game now it sure is it's much more exciting too mm -hmm. thank you thank you thank you you're welcome, girl. I'll send you the replay. Um, give me like a couple hours. It takes a little bit to download. Yeah. And then um, I'll send that to you. And, and then I'll chat with you over Voxer and hopefully see you at the Business Astrology Roundtable on Saturday. Yep, I'll be there. All right, Chica. Have a beautiful right. rest of your day. You too. Thanks so much. Okay, bye. Bye.